Hey everybody, welcome to Come Follow Me Daily Dose. I'm Lindsay Hansen and today is March 30th. Today we're going to continue this week's block by talking more about Easter and the Atonement of Jesus Christ. Some of my favorite verses and quotes from general authorities about the Atonement of Jesus Christ to prepare us for Easter Sunday. So to start off, I want to read a quote by Elder Scott about the Atonement of Jesus Christ and our understanding of it. He says, There is an imperative need for each of us to strengthen our understanding of the significance of the Atonement of Jesus Christ, so that it will become an unshakable foundation upon which to build our lives. As the world becomes more devoid of foundational standards, and as honor, virtue, and purity are increasingly cast aside in the pursuit of appetite, our understanding of and faith in the Atonement of Jesus Christ will provide strength and capacity needed for a successful life. It will also bring confidence in times of trial and peace in moments of turmoil. I energetically encourage you to establish a personal study plan to better understand and appreciate the incomparable, eternal, infinite consequences of Jesus Christ's perfect fulfillment of his divinely appointed calling as our Savior and Redeemer. Profound personal pondering of the scriptures, accompanied by searching, heartfelt prayer, will fortify your understanding of and appreciation for his priceless atonement. Now, I absolutely love that quote. I love how he says that there's an imperative need for each of us to strengthen our understanding of the significance of the atonement of Jesus Christ. I feel like for so much of my life, I felt like because I couldn't fully comprehend how the atonement works, that I felt like it was enough just to trust that it worked and to know that it was real. And I think that that's okay. I think it's okay if we don't fully understand how the atonement of Jesus Christ works. I don't think that we're meant to. And I think it's okay to trust that it works and to know that it's real. I think that that's good if that's where we are. But I also think that there's so much more that I could know and so much more that I could understand through a combination of study and revelation. So if I want all these blessings that Elder Scott promises, I need to put in more of an effort to strengthen my understanding of the significance of the atonement and all the different aspects that I can apply the atonement to my life. So with that said, I hope you'll pardon my weakness as we talk about the atonement of Jesus Christ today and this week. I am so far from perfect. There's so much I don't know. There's so much I don't understand. But I do love the Savior, and I know that he lives. I have felt him. And I have felt the effects of the atonement in my life. And it is the deepest desire of my heart to help others feel that matchless love as well. So that being said, I want you to imagine what would your life be like if there were no savior? What would you feel? What would you experience? What would you be going through if Jesus Christ had never come? If the atonement had never happened? If his resurrection never took place? I don't know, I can't fully understand what I would feel or think or experience, but I do feel like there would be no hope. Life would be living day to day with no eternal thought, no eternal plan, no eternal perspective. And because of that, I can't help but feel like there would be despair. A despair feeling like there would be no joy in the life that would come. Without the Savior, what hope would we have? for eternal life. There would be no life with Heavenly Father. 
no life with our families, no exaltation. But the atonement of Jesus Christ is real. Jesus Christ lived. He came to earth from his throne above. He condescended to be a mortal man, to experience everything that we experienced, to live the way we live, to suffer the way we suffer. He lived a sinless life. He taught us the path that we need to live. He suffered. He laid down his life. Now I say laid down because it wasn't taken from him. At any point, he could have stopped the process. He could have stopped the crucifixion, but he didn't. He laid down his life to be taken. But then triumphantly, he rose again the third day. And because of that, because of Jesus Christ and because all that he did, we now have hope. We will live again. We will live in glory and abundance. Not only a life with God for eternity, but a life like God for eternity. There is hope in Christ. And Christ is the center of God's plan of happiness. And because we have a Savior, we can feel of his love in all times in our lives as we come unto him. He is always there with his hands outstretched to us. One of my favorite scriptures that teaches me about the love and the character of Jesus Christ is found in 3 Nephi chapter 9. Starting in verse 13, it says, Will ye not now return unto me and repent of your sins and be converted that I might heal you? Behold, I say unto you, if ye will come unto me, ye shall have eternal life. Behold, mine arm of mercy is extended towards you. And whosoever will come, him will I receive. And blessed are those who come unto me. Behold, I am Jesus Christ, the Son of God. I absolutely love that image of his arm of mercy being extended as if he wants to draw us in for a big brotherly hug. The word atonement is a word in Arabic, which actually means a warm embrace. Have you experienced that warm embrace? I testify that once you do, your life is never the same again. Elder McCune once said, As we accept the Savior's invitation to come unto me, he will provide the support, comfort, and peace that are necessary, just as he did for Nephi and Joseph. Even in our deepest trials, we can feel the warm embrace of his love as we trust him and accept his will. Now, with that warm embrace in mind, I want to share with you the words to one of my favorite hymns about the Savior and about how that warm embrace and experiencing it can change our lives and our hearts and our actions. The hymn is Savior, Redeemer of my soul. It says, Savior, Redeemer of my soul, whose mighty hand hath made me whole, whose wondrous power hath raised me up and filled with sweet my bitter cup. What tongue my gratitude can tell, O gracious God of Israel. Never can I repay thee, Lord, but I can love thee, thy pure word. Hath it not been my one delight, my joy by day, my dream by night? Then let my lips proclaim it still, and all my life reflect thy will, or rule mine acts to serve thine ends, change frowning foes to smiling friends, chasten my soul till I shall be in perfect harmony with thee. 
Make me more worthy of thy love and fit me for thy life above. Now, we actually sang that a couple weeks ago in sacrament meeting, and I loved it because I love the hymn. But as we sing that third verse, and it says, make me more worthy of thy love. My husband looked at me and he said, is that true doctrine? And I laughed and said, "I, you know, it's not. <laughs> There's nothing that we can do to be made more worthy of the love of Jesus Christ. However, there are things that we can do that help us to feel more worthy of his love. So I always like to think of that lyric as make me feel more worthy of thy love. Because his love is there for us, whether we deserve it or not. His love is there no matter what. But as we use the atonement of Jesus Christ, as we let all our life reflect the will of God, then we can begin to feel worthy and filled with his love. Thank you so much for listening today. If you're enjoying this podcast, make sure to follow us on social media. Subscribe, like, comment, or share. This has been Come Follow Me, Daily Dose, and I'm Lindsay Hansen.